I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview is with a documentary filmmaker who's here in Toronto at Hot Docs uh, for the North American premiere of her new film, Lila at the Bridge. Elizabeth Marzai is here today to talk to me about a, a deeply emotional and moving piece. This is a, uh, a film about uh, how complicated life really can be and about certainly how complicated life can be for somebody who takes on the role of uh, a, a caregiver. Afghanistan is uh, 90% of the world's opium is, is produced in Afghanistan and 12% of uh, the country uh, our users are in many, many cases um, addicts. We, we talk about the, we talk about stereotypes in this film. We talk about what it means to be brave and, and persistent and tough. And this woman, Lila, that, that Elizabeth, uh, the filmmakers, follow is, is, is a remarkable woman. She's strong. She's, she's everything that uh, you would expect in somebody who's going to take on a system, who's going to take on gender disparity, who's going to take on something that, that Elizabeth refers to as systemic misogyny within, within the country, within the culture. And we see that in a variety of ways coming out. She's not a religious person, but she is driven by those uh, underlying and fundamental, um, uh, I guess you could say foundational truths of, of what it means to, to, to care for others, which to me is a thread that runs through all religions, it seems to me. Mother Teresa is somebody that she takes some inspiration from. We talk about the corruption in the country, and we talk about how challenging it all really is. You're going to want to watch this film you're uh, going to want to listen in on the conversation. It's coming right up in, in just a few seconds. Elizabeth Merzai talking about her new film. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking. And also face-to-facelive.ca for more interviews with filmmakers and writers and, and speakers and philosophers and comedians. And uh, coming right up. Uh, oh, and if you want to get behind the work that I'm doing, you can do that through patreon.com. And coming right up right now, Elizabeth Merzai talking about her new film, Lila at the Bridge. 
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today uh, on this beautiful, uh, sunny uh, morning here in Toronto. Uh, we are joined by Elizabeth Marze to talk about her new film, Lila at the Bridge. Uh, another hot dogs presentation and another whole week coming up for, for, I would imagine, for you, Elizabeth. So first, out of the gate, thank you for joining us. Thank you, David. Thanks and, for having and, me. Yeah, and, and congratulations on the film. Thank you. Must Thank you. It's really exciting to have our North American premiere at Hot Dog. Yeah, and and what um, what can you say about so the people the people that you've shared it with so far? Has there been any kind of thread for you already? I mean, I'm sure it's uh, maybe it's a small group. I don't know. Maybe you've screened it with particular audiences along the way. But is there is there anything that's uh, sort of thematically bubbling to the surface from some of the, the immediate reactions? Well, it's just been really moving to see people, you know, respond so much to the film. People were crying in the audience. And I think the most moving thing of all for me was when we brought Layla up on the stage herself and (laughs) she got this standing ovation. And it was just incredible because Layla was crying and people in the audience were crying. And it was like, I was just not to cry. So... (laughs) And, and did she have her um, her AK-47 with her, or did she leave that at home? Thank God she left that at home. Yeah. She left that at home. So I think that's that's really, really kind of an interesting, kind of a joke in one way, and, and the way you sort of presented it in such a, uh, a serious moment and, and a, quite a tragic moment is quite comedic in its own way, but it really <laughs> speaks to her character. It does. Can, can, yeah. I mean, can you talk a little bit about this woman and, and, and what this film is about and, and why people need to see it? Well, Layla is a really extraordinary woman. So, you know, I had met her uh, back when I was living in Afghanistan, and I just thought, like, this is such an incredible story that I want to follow. So we we became quite close, and I just started filming with her. And, you know, as I began filming her over the course of those, those months that turned into years, I realized that she's really a complex woman as well. And there's so much more to her than meets the eye. And mm. so here she is. She's known as the mother of the addicts, um, but yet she's also really searching for her own family because right. you know her, her children are separated from her. So it's as much as it is about her being a mother to the addicts, it's also about her trying to really desperately find her own place and her own family. And so I just think that you know she she's she's brave and she's persistent and uh, she's really tough and. She's funny, and I think that she defies a lot of stereotypes that we in the West may have about a woman from Afghanistan or even a woman from a predominantly Muslim nation. And yet she's doing this job that it's hard to do, you know, working with people that have heroin, it's hard to do anywhere in the world. And, of course, especially Afghanistan has its own special set of challenges. Sure. So I think that she'll really inspire a lot of people. I, there's so many things we need to talk about. And, again, what a, what a, what a brilliant uh, film. And, and, and I so love the way, again, like any great doc, it just raises so many issues so many questions doesn't necessarily provide us with a whole lot of answers but i think that's just you know to do that in 90 minutes or 100 minutes is a kind of a massive oversimplification and maybe not the job of 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 a documentarian but 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 i love the places that i think we need to go as a result of seeing a film like this Mm -hmm. it's just it just opens up so many so many uh so many doors it seems to me um so so 90 percent uh, uh, oh right! Before I get into that stat, I just when and I want to talk more about 
you know, women's empowerment and, and, and gender disparity and so on, because that comes up in the film. And yet there's a few scenes that you leave in where you think if this is the, how women are behaving in the global South, we don't need to really worry about women. You know, I mean, <laughs> she's just so strong. And that one scene where I don't know what happens, but it's 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 traffic. And I've traveled, uh, traveled quite a th- bit from Southeast Asia. I understand traffic where where she tells the guy that I don't know, she, some crack. I, I wrote it down somewhere, something about you should go. Oh. Your own li- like how did Give you get your mama a license? license. Get yeah. Your, yeah, that's right. Get your mama a license. It was just yeah. it was hysterical. But the, the 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 strength of character and 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 her her sense of self, you know, to be able to speak back like that in in a culture yeah. like that is is remarkable. It is. It's 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 absolutely remarkable. And that was the thing that I was always kind of trying to get to the bottom of, like where right. did that where does that come from? Right. I was like, is your mom like that? Like, where did you get that from? And the only kind of real answer that she would give is just that because of what she's been through in her life, she was just able to turn that around into something else and kind of take control of her own destiny. But I think it's deeper than that. You know, you have a scene near the end of the film where she's meeting with, I guess, one of the ministers of, of the, uh, I think it's the Narcotics Commission in, 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 in that area. And, and he start the whole meeting kind of goes sideways. And, mm-hmm. and, and she responds, and that's being really kind, but she responds by saying something about the love of a mother. Mm-hmm. And is, do do you wonder, Elizabeth, if that maybe is is some of the, the is that is that the catalyst for her? Is is that? I mean, obviously, it's never one thing, right? It's a, mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we're all we're all pretty complex people for the most part, it seems to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, because I couldn't help but wonder myself, where does that come from? Where 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 does that desire to to reach out and to help others and to love people that are, who are on the surface seemingly so unlovable? Yeah, well, with Layla, I mean, a lot of, well, in terms of the catalyst, a lot of it came from her brother, who was himself right. an addict for 25 right. years, and witnessing that. But I think also, you know, she 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 does talk a lot about being a mother, and I think that that is what really differentiates her approach from a lot of other rehabilitation centers, and there aren't that many, but right. you know, one, the ones that are, it's just that she does take this motherly role, and that she is there for them once they're released as well, and once they do get clean, it's like she's there kind of playing this maternal role for them and trying to kind of shepherd them out into the world. And I think that is really what is distinctive about her approach. So, so let's, let's set up a bit of context here. Uh, I think most of our listeners will know what's been going on to some degree in Afghanistan for, for quite a few years now. Uh, but, but today, as a result of many different things, I think somebody in the film says a thousand different issues, but you know, 90% of the world's opium, 12, 12% of its countries are users. Can you, can you give us a little more historical kind of um, uh, context for, for, for why that is and why we're uh, here? Oh, gosh. Well, that's a very complicated question. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know all of the factors. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but, you know, I can tell you that, you know, the opium production has just, like, just skyrocketed since the United States came to Afghanistan. So although Afghanistan produced opium before during the Taliban, technically banned during the Taliban, but I think there was still production. But, you know, once in 2001 and, and until today, it's just been rising steadily. Um, you know, and this is also in spite of or despite uh, like $8.7 billion or so dollars the United States invested into counter-narcotics. So obviously something is not working. Mm. And I'm not sure exactly how to answer that question in a short period of time because <laughs> it really warrants a huge discussion. 
It's kind of a kind of a PhD thesis in a sense. It really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you, but you know, let, let's go then. Let's go right down from bottom up. A bag of heroin costs two dollars. Yeah. So, so, and I think the point is that it's it's more expensive to buy food. It's more expensive to buy meat. Yes, it is more expensive to buy food. You can eat a meal for more money. It take, it's, it costs more to eat a meal than it does to buy heroin. And so is this, you know, she taught, Layla talks about the society at one point being sorted, and I think her line was the society is sorted and damned. Mm-hmm. Very negative, very cynical kind of approach about what's happening mm-hmm. around her. And yet mm-hmm. she, ha- I, I don't know of anyone really who's, who, who in a sense has rolled up their sleeves more uh, mm-hmm. to, to get their hands dirty and to really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, are, you say there's not a lot going on in the country. Are there others doing similar things? There are other rehabilitation centers. Um, the government has a number of them. Uh, they have they, they don't use a narcotics anonymous approach that like Layla does. And and some of the other centers also use morphine as a, a method of treatment, like to kind of help people wean people off heroin. Right. And according to what you know, Golistan and I had heard over the course of these three over three years of filming, is that you know the people that were treated with morphine really didn't didn't like that method of treatment because then they got addicted to morphine and then once they're so quote unquote clean then they're back out on the streets of Kabul with no work with no opportunities and now addicted to something else so I think that there was just people really preferred her approach and just you know quitting cold turkey and then and then also there's that follow-up and trying to find employment for them so that they don't go back. Well, and there's a sense of community too, hopefully to mm-hmm. it, or at least that's the that's the theory behind it, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So, because addiction affects everyone. You know, Afghanistan's got many tribes, many languages, and um, there, no one is a stranger to it. So, when she's sitting down with that government minister who basically says your ways don't work, you're 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 the one who needs to be fixed, and you know the meeting that I was referring to earlier, is there a sense in which? Um, you know, she's, she, of course, says, okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you that what we're doing is working and I'm going to prove to you. I don't know how the, I don't know what that means exactly. PowerPoint, uh, essays, documents, statistics, et cetera. Mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. that's how, that's how it would happen here, right? You would have to go yeah. to a government agency. You'd have to write a proposal. You'd have to have KPIs and a log frame. And here's how mm-hmm. many, you know, um, I get the sense that Lila doesn't have that kind of time, nor does she have the kind of those kind of resources. I mean, she's, no, she's in she the middle of it. I mean, you open exactly. the film up. You open the film up with her. She's in the middle of it, under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. She's living this. And that minister that told her that, I mean, that's really, I just feel like systemic misogyny right there. Because, you know, mm. in the scene, he's actually talking to her, but not looking at her. Right. And, it, and directing it to someone else. Elizabeth, it took, me a, it took me a second to realize what was going on. Like, right. I was, I, I just went, whoa, did he just say what I think he said? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty... It was pretty unbelievable, like, sitting there and witnessing that. And, you know, Layla says, like, I'll, I'm going to prove this to you. And, you know, she just takes it, she, you know, she, she recognizes his misogyny for what it is. And she sees that, you know, he's not out there living with the people. He's not doing that kind of work himself. And she just, she won't give up. Do you think um, do you think any of this comes from you know she talks a little bit about I think uh, uh, her her anger and how her heart is broken, you know mm-hmm. she was I mean I can't believe the issues that you raised in this film uh, by the way but the whole idea of child marriage and mm-hmm. you know having her twelve years old when she was married to a twenty nine year old I think she said mm-hmm. left him after about ten years, yeah about ten years her children her children don't speak to her uh, I mean. 
I would, there's got to be a sense of, of righteous, I would think, righteous anger there. Or maybe, maybe it mm-hmm. truly is this, this, this empathy for others is what I was just um, astounded by. And, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I think of people who work in prisons, you know, mm-hmm. same, same kind of thing, really, isn't it? You know, uh, p- you know, people who work in first aid on the front lines of a battle. Right. I mean, you, re- I mean, talk about rolling up your sleeves. So yeah, this empathy for addicts and for others is just, it's, it's beautiful. And, and it's yeah, the kind of thing, really how, how do we, and I'm sure you've wondered about this, but how do we, um, um, how do we grow that? <laughs> how, how do you I nurture think- that approach? That, well, I think that, you know, anyone who's been through something traumatic um, like Layla has, and I think a lot of us in, in other ways have been through trauma of our own, and sure. that it really helps us to relate to the underdog. You know, I mean, right. Layla's working with people who have been forgotten, who have been cast off. I mean, I can't even count how many times I was present when someone said something to her, like, why should we donate to your, your, to your treatment of addicts? Like, they, they should just die. Like, it's better for them to just die of AIDS or whatever other tuberculosis sure, or whatever else yeah. and overdose. And Layla's like, no, you know, they're human beings. They have, they deserve a chance. And I don't know if that comes from her just, you know, ha- having been treated that way before in the past as well. Like, I'm not sure where that, that comes from, but I think that, um, I, I think that part of it, like having suffered yourself, I think that that can, can, can foster compassion definitely for other people. Does her, does her, I mean, you don't bring it into the film a great deal, but it's certainly there, of course, at a couple points, but does her faith play into that at all, or? You know, Layla is not a religious person, really. She, I mean, if you ask her, you know, she, 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 she believes in God, and she'll talk about God, but it really, I don't think, like, it plays a major role. I, I think, and interestingly enough, like, the main inspiration for her work in a lot of ways is Mother Teresa. Really? So, who's obviously not a Muslim at all, <laughs> right. but, you know... <laughs> So yeah, but she she's you know she she's not a particularly she doesn't really practice her faith in the sense of like following the norms or going to the mosque. But in a lot of ways, she practices it very well because she's caring for the unwanted people. Of, of course, she's actually playing, she's actually working her faith out in a in, in a day to day way, which is probably right. something an awful lot of faith based and religious people around the world couldn't say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we, or or if we stepped into their lives, we wouldn't we wouldn't see it being teased out in the same in the right. same kind of way. Right. I love mm-hmm. I love how much hope she must actually have. You don't get to see mm-hmm. it on her face a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you see it in her sense of humor, I suppose, and how it mm-hmm. comes out throughout. But the amount of hope that she must have, and maybe maybe that you know, you're right. Her brother, the fact that her brother has been clean, they an adopt an adopted son. And, and, and he's moving this forward with her. She, she, she actually sees what can actually happen. Yes. She, she believes in the power of one. Exactly. She really does. And that's what Layla would always tell people. Like, even if one person gets clean out of a thousand, that is a huge accomplishment for her. That's not nothing. And so she really is very individual based. There's, um, there's a moment, and I think it was with when the first time that you sort of introduced us as, as, as uh, viewers to the her kind of frustration with the the ministry and mm-hmm. some and some government officials and i think there's kind of a Q&A and there's some presentations and 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 one of the ministers just kind of walks away from her finally because she's kind of really pushing back on him and saying you're you're not going to help us and i know uh-huh. and i know what how this is going to play out and somebody turns to the camera and i'm assuming it was just somebody in the and, and i i didn't quite see if it was oh, a character uh-huh. but he said uh, poverty uh, and, 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 and unemployment 
uh-huh. are, are what are causing uh, mm-hmm. these problems and these issues. Would yeah. you say that? Yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of uh, 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 like a sweeping generalization to some degree, but how much of it is, is being driven by that, would you say? I think there's a lot of truth in that poverty, unemployment, um, a lack of education, but definitely poverty and unemployment are really the factors, a lot of the factors that contribute towards people just going back to using again, because even if you get clean, I mean, there's a lot of people that said, oh, how can you treat heroin addicts just cold turkey like that? Someone could die of that kind of withdrawal. And she's never had a problem with that. The problem, of course, is when someone does get clean and then there's like no job waiting for them and they have no family here and there's like no opportunities and they're poor and they have no place to live and then where do you go from there I and mean, it's hard enough to kick heroin in a place where you do have opportunities like in, the, in Canada for example and then to be in Afghanistan where there's just nothing really there for you. Layla talks about the drug addiction being an Ill- illness. Um, mm-hmm. Would Would you would you and and you don't really go into that i don't think you certainly represent that visually and we get to see that we hear a couple of the other addicts even the clean addicts talking about that post coming clean that you know mm-hmm. uh where 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 do you sit with that you know the whole cuz you kind of end the film interestingly and I love it, by the way, this existential sort of question about this is about mm-hmm. choice. This is about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm going to kind of save it for the end but the, of our interview. But this idea of perseverance and stepping mm-hmm. forward, you know, we got to move mm-hmm. forward. Yes, we got to know our past. But you know what? If we spend too much time back there, we're, we're, we're probably mm-hmm. just going to revert to it. So, yeah, just wondering about that, that whole idea of choice. And, 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 and it makes it sound easy almost, right? To, to, yeah, it does. It's not. I and mean, it's for- not. Well, I, I agree with Layla's stance that, you know, addiction is an illness. And part of the part of what made me gravitate toward this film, I think, on a more subconscious level is that um, not that long ago, I learned that my mom had actually worked with men addicted to heroin. And she huh. was the only woman who worked in this, like, quite, it was a time it was a really revolutionary clinic um, for, for male addicts. And she was the only woman, she was a psychologist, the only woman in this ward. And I saw this newspaper clipping of her like surrounded by all these men. I was like, I can't believe that's my mom. Like that's right. so crazy. So I think that's what drew me. So I, I, I agree with her about the, the, that it is a sickness. And I think my mom would have, she's not alive anymore. I think she would have agreed with that as well. And at the same time, I also recognize that there, there, there comes a time when you have to make a choice too. And it was really hard filming this documentary because we got so close to our subjects. Um, aside from Layla, the three men and women who are suffering with addiction that we filmed and just wanting, you know, they wanted to get clean and they, mm. they really wanted it. But yet, for example, Saeed Jamil, he just couldn't do it. Um, or maybe he could have and he just didn't want to. And it was so hard for us to feel powerless. Like we couldn't force him to do anything. And, you know, it was it was. It was it was really difficult to to just give to, to just let go at that point. You 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 seem to be following more men than women, but you are are, are careful to, to to let us know that this is not just men who are addicted. Women, yeah. women are addicted as well. Um, mm-hmm. Would would you say there's a, a it's it's sort of equal in that in that kind of distribution? Is it is it and 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 do they and do they kind of lean on one another in a sense to, 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 as, as a community, like if you were to go, I mean, you spent a lot of time under the bridge, no doubt. If I was to go there, would I find mostly men or would there be a a bit of a mix? You would find mostly men, but there, because the women, a lot of it's more hidden, their addiction. And, 
And, you know, the, the, the women, of course, in addition to being addicted, they kind of they're able to support their habit with uh, by, by prostitution. Right. So there's also that kind of hidden side of it as well. And, uh, you know, in terms of like the camaraderie among people addicted, you definitely find it. We saw many times um, one addict or one man injecting another man, his friend. And so that, that's quite common. Yeah, I think you actually have a couple scenes like that in the film, do you know? We do, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 and is, it a, is, it, is it kind of in a way, I mean, maybe we wouldn't call it a community of support, but, but, but did you see, did you sense that? that like a, t- a tenderness, a friendliness within in the group? Or was it more the scene with the food, of course, sort of, you know, sort of suggests that everybody's out for themselves? Right. Yeah, when, 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 it's a hard question because yeah. I mean, when you think about like a friend, you wouldn't want to inject your friend yep. with heroin, I and mean, including yep. their last dose, like that would kill them. Um, so it's a it, it, there. I think there is a camaraderie, but I just that's authentic. But I don't know if it's coming from the right place. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think so. No, I think that makes sense. You know, you talked a little bit about, I'd love to, and I know we've got to wrap up in a few minutes and you've got to get to another interview, another meeting. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that gender disparity? You know, you use the phrase, and it's not one you hear very often, systemic misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, how deep does that stuff go in Afghan culture? I mean, frankly, in cultures everywhere, really. Mm-hmm. But But did you see, uh, you know, other than that situation, did you see a lot of manifestations of that in, in, in particular ways? Yeah, I mean, of course, I saw I saw a lot of men treat Layla that way, kind of as a second class citizen. And of right. course, there's there's this in, one incident in particular that's not connected to the stone, but I think is, is it's, it's a tragic incident. It was the story of Farhunda, who was I'm not sure if you've heard of it. She was a young Islamic scholar. And she was in a mosque and she was there to speak with the mullah because she felt that there were things that were illicit that were going on in that mosque. Uh, the mullah was taking advantage of women sexually. And she was there to kind of protest and say, this is not right. This is against Islam. But, you know, seeing her there, they made up this lie about her and said that she was there really to burn the Quran or something like that. And so then this just pack of men from all across the, the whole area of that the city there descended on her and, 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 and brutally, brutally murdered her and put her on fire and dragged her body across the street by a car. And so I don't see how that can be anything except for systemic misogyny right there. So yeah, that's a particularly tragic example of wow. it. Wow. It's, you know what? I mean, there aren't even words really to describe it, right? I mean, tragic mm-hmm. doesn't even come close to it. It's just, it's utterly horrifying. And you hear mm-hmm. a story like that and, and you, you, you I, I kind of don't want to believe it. You know, right. yeah. and, and, and it's just and this is to me, again, why, why great documentary films uh, like yours need to be seen and need to be seen often and need to see, be seen by 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 so many because of the questions mm-hmm. that they raise and, and mm-hmm. the dialogue and the conversations that that hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, uh, ensue. Are you I mean, so we talked briefly, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up in a couple seconds here, sure. but we, sure. we, we talked briefly about hope with Layla, or at least I did. Uh, is she hopeful for her country? Are you hopeful? I, I, I know it's maybe a bit of an unfair question because it's such mm-hmm. a massive problem and it's so complicated. Right. But, but you know, you kind of end with this again, this existential moment of choice and the bridge. And mm-hmm. I couldn't help but the, you know, it's just so wonderful, right? Do we do we live under yeah. it or do we cross over it? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Yes. where 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 are we going to wind up? And I just so love the quote here near the end of the film about 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 perseverance 
Mm-hmm. About yeah, what, you know what? I, what, what I mean, was I have stay the stay the yeah. course. You must persevere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I think that Layla does really believe that. I mean, obviously, if she didn't, she wouldn't keep doing the work if there wasn't right. the hope of of a better tomorrow. And and I have that same hope too for Afghanistan. Although, you know, I think it's also harder or it's maybe easier to feel hopeless when you're not there in some ways than it is when you are there because you kind of see good things that are happening on the ground instead of what the media kind of just shows you all the negative things all the time but I just I I just I think that also with Layla believing Layla fighting for a better tomorrow and then believing that change is possible and believing that our lives are worth living and that we can make changes for the better, that gives me hope as well, that if she's not giving up, then none of us should give up on Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, or on each other, frankly, right? Or on each other, I, yeah. You know, I, it's wonderful. I've got. To, I've just got to raise a couple of things just as we kind of wrap up here, and then I'd love to mm-hmm. see what, what, what's next for you guys. But mm-hmm. I think somebody, one of the guys that was in the back of her car, as she's driving this group of men, which is wonderful, said something about she's she's as strong as a as a hundred as a hundred men. And then then there's another moment in the film where she's chasing a bunch of these men who are gawking at these, who are dehumanizing these addicts, I guess, essentially. Uh, And she's got this stick. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. And she's chasing them with this stick. Yes. Yes. And she terrified them. And doesn't she actually refer to herself as badass? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. I, I want to know if that's a direct translation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that, that's that's one way to translate that word. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's it's so wonderful. I mean, what a, what a great film about about all the societal issues we've got to work through, the political issues, yes. issues around war, and <laughs> how we treat others. I mean, you've you've covered so much ground with this film, Elizabeth. It's it's remarkable. What what's what's next for you guys? You get beyond hot docs? Are you you heading out into a festival tour? Um, we're going to go to uh, Sheffield, and then we're not sure where we're after that. Well, you know what? And, 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 and probably neither is Lila, you know, and neither, frankly, yes. neither am I. So, right. <laughs> you know, welcome to the human race. Eh? Well, listen, I wish you all Thank the success you. in the world. It's, uh, I hope everyone gets to see this film. It's, it's, it's an important piece. And, and again, thanks, thanks for your time today. We've been talking with Elizabeth Merzaya about her new film, Lila at the Bridge. Really appreciate your, uh, your time with me today, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me on. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.